0: Is the moment you have seen fans around the world have been waiting for. It's
1: time! Some people are pissed at Dana. Things are happening. Grappling is great and Raf would win the Emmy for Best Nuwaza Commentator. Um, while John would have gotten best supporting role uh, actress in a dramatic series which means it's time mm. for verbal tap the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage i am kevin of course it's verbal tap starring and highlighting Rafa as far how are you doing this evening good uh i'm not
2: i'm not a star kevin
1: i'm just having fun doing a little change up you got to keep mm-hmm. people guessing on what's going to happen And then, Norm, you know, you don't want to get them too terrestrially landed. That's not what people like. That's a little spontaneity. Terrestrially landed? I moved to Denver. Things need to change, and why not the English language? Mm, Okay. Well,
2: you know, I think it's, you know, one of those things where before you can mess with it, you got to be a master of it. Anyway, I digress. Lots of stuff have happened uh, since we've, you know, talked with you guys last. Uh, I, I, Kev, the last time we talked with people... Nick Diaz was not suspended for five years. That was bullshit. That he w-
1: Wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. No, when we talked, it wasn't bullshit. Now it's bullshit. <laughs> uh, what was your first reaction when you heard he's suspended for five years? That he should be able to light a joint in between rounds if it'll get him on the plane so Dana doesn't lose his mind 24 hours before that. Now... I think it's harsh. I think it was an example to be made, mostly because you know, five years feels like. Look, I get it. He's a repeat offender, but five years, geez, why is five? Five feels like
2: so many. It's like make it three, four, or indefinite. Well, you know, but, well, they were actually talking about indefinite. That was a big possibility. So it was either between five justices, and indefinite. It's like
1: he gets thirteen, uh, but probation is an option at year seven. Can
2: I put what? forth my theory, though? I am curious what your theory is. You're more in the know. Yeah, usually. Uh, the thing about this one was, so when they mentioned that it was indefinite, that meant that you know obviously they're playing with that idea. But for them to go with five and to respond to what you were talking about earlier, how did they come up with five? Right, that's your your question yeah. here. I think this is exactly how it went. Did Nick Diaz? You just you're so uncooperative, it's just, I'm going to ban you from the sport for like five years, and then they just said it, and they had to commit to it, and they're like, and the uh, music went,
0: don't, don't,
2: don't. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, fuck, let's stay with five years." So I think that's what Terry, happened Terry, you you get so emotional. Terry, you it's... know that you bypassed the thing that said we can only suspend him we, for sure defense for about so, this like, oh, fuck, your blood sugar God. is low <sighs>
1: Ugh, Damn it, five <sighs> years Did he write it down? You know mm-hmm. what? Fuck it. We'll just
2: we'll reverse it later, right? Yeah, All we're right. this isn't gonna go through. My other question <laughs> to you, Kev, is: is this right here? This whole hashtag free Nick Diaz. This movement is this jujitsu slash MMA's Deflate Gate. Won't have it. It is
1: there. Is a, it is a house divided? There are those that feel in a very small corner of the world that the rules are the rules. <laughs> then there's the rest of us that wanna light up, listen to some Marley, and you know, play the game as it was intended to, non Belichick. You know, let's keep the air and the balls or you know, the weed in the joint. Whatever. The weed in the joint. But let's stay within regulation and let's just all move about our days and stop being so judgy.
2: I just thought it was this. It's one of those unfortunate circumstances where the dude wants, like, he's always on weed. He's always going to be doing it. That's fine. That's fine. It's the lifestyle that only makes sense for him. Sure. And I, I don't know. I mean, do we know what a Nick Diaz off of weed is like? Is he normal? Is he functioning okay?
1: <laughs> is he a pianist? Like, we don't know.
2: Uh, no one knows. He's a librarian. It's all super boring. <laughs> No, I mean, we like the Nick Diaz, and that's why people have gotten behind him, and obviously it's a cause that people do want to get behind. I think the offenses the third time, probably not the greatest of examples, and probably being a little bit of a dick and facetious during uh, the proceedings, where it's like, did you fight at UFC 183? Fifth Amendment. <laughs> then name... Diaz
1: came in and said something annoying.
2: Nick Diaz? Fifth Amendment. The other you know what I mean? Like, yeah. anyway, so there's all these different things that come into this whole as, as a, a thing. But five years, I think everybody, whether you're going to talk about the rules or no rules, is super ridiculous. So I think that's the one thing that we all agree on. Whether, you know, marijuana is something that should even be regulated, that's a different Ooh. discussion and maybe one that people will have now. So I, I don't know. As the think...
1: guys that live in the two most liberal, well...
2: <laughs> Two of the five most weak But the students. thing is, like, how many people are really against him? There aren't many people against him. They, I have like, enjoyed the
1: mm. uh, riotous uproar for him, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it has been great.
2: But that's what I'm saying is I think, and I wrote an article for, on this for at uh, First Slice, if you guys want to check it out. I think there's only upside for Nick in this whole situation. I think either he's going to become the kind of example that people use to kind of say, hey, Nick Diaz got screwed over, or he gets the best of all worlds, which is he gets that plus, they probably won't stick with that ban. So I think something, and one of his lawyers, I'm sure, will probably get it either reduced or in some ways proven in the same way for Goodell that it was an abuse of power of doing it. So I don't know. Those are just my initial thoughts. I could be wrong. We could revisit this in five years and go, oh, shit, they really went through with it.
1: We probably won't. No. no. (laughs) It'll probably be two and a half years. We're going to do a little rapid fire through the news of events before we talk to Vinnie Magalese. We have a great...
2: Oh, so good.
1: Great interview coming up. Would you like to rapid fire through the Facebook craziness?
2: Absolutely. Let's talk about topic number one, Dana White wearing a Nike Hoodie.
1: what is going on with that Wait, really
2: out. you can't I mean
1: just give it a few years before you Don King this thing like can you please just wear Reebok for a few fucking years because you've made such a fucking point about it I just and
2: I've said this on our page great picture can you though. saying it I really think if Dana ends up finding you or I'm sorry Reebok or the UFC governing body ends up finding you as a fighter for not wearing Reebok immediately make this your profile picture so there's that uh the second thing we should talk about here is uh well i mean ronda rousey dissing uh mayweather for his pay-per-view buys from 400 to 550k which sure i mean that's still pretty good for ufc numbers but that you know boxing only does a couple of those per year and it's kind of a womp womp way to go out (laughs) kev did you watch any of the fight
1: any of the boxing matches any of the
2: mayweather fight no yeah because I mean, you're a human um, <laughs> so uh, the rest of us have moved on to the jesus christ i don't know if you saw my joke on this one but I, i'm quite happy of it uh the headline read mayweather versus birdo pay-per-view buys reportedly between 400 and 550k i wrote uh, i think the headline was written wrong 400 to 550K people reportedly have no regard for home life. Order Mayweather fight anyway.
1: <laughs> Actually, I did say that and laugh. So, so I was like, yeah, I didn't watch it.
2: <laughs> no. no. Uh Our good friend, Elsie uh, Davis, is going to be fighting uh, Warren Davis. What?
1: Yeah, I just saw him at T-Money's wedding.
2: Yeah. In great shape. Sorry, Joe Warren. Warren Davis is still so funny. Uh, here's the reason why. is because the way that they did this promo poster – it makes it seem like it's a tag team match on this Bellator promo fight. Like, it makes me think that they're going to be having a pro wrestling match. And guess what? Kev, T Money says that he has uh, equipped LC for fighting in either situation.
1: He's ready for both? Yep. That's the type of thing you get with T Money. Absolutely.
2: Uh, Kev, what are your thoughts on the return of Fedor?
1: I'm cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. that well, I, he's definitely going to be fun. I mean, it's fight Fedor. I don't care. He looks so mean. Just want to see him kind of punch someone in the face.
2: He okay. He's looking pretty good right now, considering he hasn't. He does. Been, yeah, active. You know, super. I know he's been training, but he hasn't been fighting.
1: Sometimes uh, it's nice to take a little break and get some reflection, ref.
2: But he's probably been reading. He probably got caught up on Twilight. He did not sign with the UFC. Were you surprised by that? Yes. Really? Did you honestly?
1: Wait, I thought he did sign with the UFC.
2: (laughs) Kev, come
1: on. Am I completely missing this? Did he go Bellator? Yes. Damn it.
2: What the fuck, Kev? What was... He was in the process... Every day is a struggle. I know. God damn it. You're telling me. I'm Googling it now. Okay. Here's the background for those of you just joining or like. I saw
1: headlines. He joined UFC.
2: It was tentative. And we had always put it as such on our site because we knew we had said, oh, I guess the deal's done or it's nearing approaching. But we had never said it's official because we knew
1: Spike TV Yeah.
2: that Fedor and his management And Dana White with the "Mm mm-mm and the yelling and the we don't like each other. So, turns out, this whole time Bellator is playing dumb. And I'm not even sure this is something that was planned out or or super convolutedly organized. I think it might have come to the wire, but who knows. What ended up happening here is you have Fedor, who's now going to fight for, I think, it's not even... Bellator kind of a thing? It's It's almost like Bellator New Year's
1: Eve in Japan.
2: Correct. So it's going to be like a new. (laughs) It's
1: Dynamite One, is what it's called.
2: Well, I think it's Dynamite. Tonight's
1: Bellator Dynamite Show.
2: Yes. Uh, Dynamite is uh, the kind of hybrid thing that Bellator did this weekend, which I actually didn't get to see, where they had both the kickboxing ring and a cage uh, side by side next to each other so that they could go back and forth between the two things. It is where Phil Davis ended up winning a four-man tournament that they had and also tito ortiz and kev we're gonna do that thing where i know you didn't see something and i'm gonna make you look at it on air awesome so i'm gonna start prepping that but now that and you it know it's to gonna be tito happening ortiz? on new year's eve will you watch it
1: sure in japan new year's eve and i love celebrating the japanese
2: new year uh, No, no 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 it's our new year but it's in japan shit but well, now um, I don't know what I'm doing. But. <laughs> Here's the other question. Now these not 90-
1: God damn, we have to wait another four fucking months.
2: Yeah, Fuck. <laughs> that, that much you should know. So I don't know what else.
1: Fedor, ah, oh, fight already. You're gonna be. How old is he gonna be by the time he's like? Okay, it was a two-year announcement, and then you know I had to get into fight shape.
2: I think it's one. He's of gonna those to get where It's like I can feel in it. In Russia, age has you. You look- I'm
1: calling it this fight doesn't happen until Valentine's Day.
2: Uh, I, You could be right. I don't know. I can't uh, tell you yes or no. I can't give you an up down on this one. So uh, while I get this footage ready for you, Kev, <laughs> I up-down. do want you to um, tell me what your thoughts I- on Misha Tate are.
1: I mean, as usual, I remain an avid fan. Kath? She's been pretty vocal lately. Kath? It feels like she's definitely trying to get that fight with the uh, the one that won't fight the other one.
2: The one that won't fight the other one? Okay.
1: And she's been... Well, what are you referencing specifically? Because she also was outspoken about the Holly
2: decision, right? Uh, she, yes. She's been fairly vocal about saying, and now she's gone on record as saying, that she's fighting better caliber opponents and beating better fighters than Ronda is, which... Okay. She's right. Okay. Is she? She's fought a couple people Ronda's fought already. So, you know, uh, I think she may be trying to identify the fact that maybe the division's not as stacked. So that might be an argument. But I think what she's alluding to here is she's not happy that she got passed over. And she's saying now that she's going to need to get tougher with the UFC, maybe make contracts not so much verbal anymore, but written. And that I think is all fine and dandy. However, Kev, hey Misha, you...
1: you should have been doing that since Jump Street. Stop sure. doing verbal contracts. Uh, make sure it's all written I down.
2: I don't think that's even there, Kev. I think okay. I'm just.
1: I thought that was worth saying.
2: If maybe this... could be. I don't know her business dealings, but I think there is one thing that speaks, maybe in her favor that she's not even considering, which is yeah, sure, a written contract is great and all. But they promised her on air. They made a point to – I believe it's the fight between her and Nunez or was it Karmouche that they were saying this fight gets the will title. determine – the last one. Yeah, but they'll say whoever wins this gets a shot at there. Why do you need to yeah. say that the day of unless you're going to do it? So I don't care what kind of written contract she would have had. I feel like that's more telling to at least us as fans – so that we hold the UFC accountable for that sort of thing, no matter what Dana kind of uses as an excuse. Because she was saying that it was um, insulting that they would say that a third fight would crush her MMA career. Your response?
1: I vehemently disagree. She fought her better last time than anyone else. I mean, for fuck's sake, Dana. Let's just think back to what it would look like to be a successful fight against Ronda Rousey, maybe one that goes into the third round. That would be fun. Misha can do that. Like, she's also got a lot of confidence. She's on a good fight streak. I say let it happen. I'm with her.
2: So that's what's happening there. Um... Holly
1: has not earned it. I, I get it. Like, you, I, and it's just hard to think two fights, one that was very terrible and one that was not as terrible, looked better, but not championship caliber. It just makes it does make it hard with the women's division. It's like you have this person that's fighting. Come on let's do what we do here. She Mm -hmm. gets the title shot again.
2: Yep. So never uh,
1: hard to promote Misha versus Ronda.
2: Damn. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe Dana's just trying to put that in the pipeline so that we can see it again later. So I don't know. I don't, I don't really know exactly what they're trying to gain out of that one. So I have sent Kevin now the fight between Tito Ortiz and Liam McGarry. Now, if you're a West wing fan, like I am, you keep reading this as Tito Ortiz versus Leo McGarry, a character on the show The West Wing, and you're thinking, this is just an unequal fight. I mean, Leo McGarry is literate, so that's just not fair. He
1: studied drama. You know?
2: He did. It's very different. Anyway, so Kev, um, what do you see right now? Do you have it called a I see 30?
1: him throwing up for the armbar, and he has got that arm, and now he's swinging at the teats. Mm-hmm.
2: And who are you referring? Who's... In control here. Who is swinging for the armbar here?
1: Liam McGeary. Okay. Leo, I almost said was. Oh, a triangle! What a triangle. Holy S.
2: That so was amazing. What What do you see? For the people at home who are, again, kind of just listening to us... I saw
1: Liam McGeary. Mm hmm throw an amazing transition where he went from uh, a pretty sick traditional arm bar setup where he threw it over and he was kind of tempting. He kept the uh, ankle right in the armpit and then turned it into a beautiful triangle setup and forced Tito to tap. Yes, and what kind of triangle, Kev? Um, I don't know what you call it. What do you mean, what kind of triangle?
2: Well, I'm just saying it's not a straight triangle like from guard or anything, right? Just trying to give you to set up the scene a little bit. It's an unusual triangle, right? It is an
1: unusual triangle.
2: Okay. The reason I ask is because the internet has put out a theory that fake. That what? Fake. What are your thoughts? Look at it again.
1: I'm watching again that it's
2: fake Mm -hmm. because they're saying, look at that triangle and look how deep it is and just think of where you would be in that triangle.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't like now that I know (laughs) that people are positing it's fake. His response after is pretty
2: stupid. Yes. The aw shucks. Uh, finger snap to no, oh, you got me, and then the high five between the I two. Don't, really weird.
1: I don't know. I guess it could be.
2: Okay, I'm just saying. I, I'm not. I thought he. I actually thought he had almost tapped with the uh, arm the Arm bar. bar. It looked close, but he slammed his way out of it a little bit. Um, and it seems bizarre to slam
1: your way out of an arm bar like that to then submit, because there is a triangle there.
2: Well, yeah, sure, but the hips were. little lower and even as he was trying to raise them tito's arm was a little bit out of danger uh once he was able to get his posture in so
1: we need a jevons consultation here
2: yes sure so anyway that was what some of the internet was saying was that it's a fake i love the
1: internet for saying it's fake because now it's in my head and i'm completely like wait hold on what if it's fake (laughs) that stupid reaction after tito what the oh thanks internet yeah, not so I don't know. Kevin's never going to be
2: able to get that out of his head now. So Shit. I thought I would put this your way, Kevin. I think conspiracy there's... theories. I oh, absolutely. Them. You can't get away with a day of there being no conspiracy theory. Uh, it looks like GSP may not be coming back to the UFC, according to Dana White, today.
1: Just wants to focus full-time on the show. Our show,
2: obviously. Obviously. He wants to commit himself to our show, and that's it.
1: It'd be nice if he would swing by and not be such a woman. <laughs> but and uh, uh, I say that in the nicest way, he's very caring. He's loving. He brings a lot to the show. Wow. Well, um. Well, that's kind of what we expected, right? Yeah, I
2: think so. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, he retired, and I know he didn't pull the plug for sure, but he was. Like, I'm 39. I don't. He's probably loving it. You know, he's Van Dam now. Fuck it. i really think going what I want to be. You.
2: New kickboxer, man. I'd um, retire <laughs> if they were like,
1: Kevin, you're you're fucking... You've
2: you become kickboxing. the new Van Damme. It's like being the new Pope. <laughs> so, uh, And Henry Cejudo says that he would turn down a UFC title shot in protest if it came to Nevada because of hashtag free Nick Diaz.
1: No shit.
2: Yes. Okay. Well, that's stupid, but... Well, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to be one of those... Uh, leading voices there are several who have come up right now and said that because of nick diaz they won't fight in nevada anymore so my thought is that's probably the moment that the ufc does give him a title shot to test him out
1: (laughs) just to see that that is
2: genius Mm
1: -hmm. just to be like okay well okay you well you've got one and you
2: just really months. sell the the championship. You can fight Mighty and, Mouse. And, like, oh, or yeah, Conor or Whoever no. Cejudo fights it, uh, whoever he fights it. Well, I mean, Kevin does bring up a good point. Sometimes he goes between weight classes uh, as close to a day before the fight. So there's that. Uh, you may also be noticing that in the intranets, there is this whole thing between Uriah Faber and Dwayne Ludwig. And yeah, we don't have you enough time. Sent me
1: some cool stuff on that. But yes.
0: Yeah.
2: We don't have enough time to really um, talk about it, but if you guys are so interested in it and have opinions, you're more than welcome to tweet at us at Verbal Tabcast. Uh, we could potentially talk about it next week. But Uriah was on, I believe it was the MMA Hour, and detailed part of the bad blood between him and Dwayne Ludwig, who just as early as last week was saying he really hoped that he and Uriah could put their past behind them. But Uriah unloaded a series of, I guess, statements from his perspective about the situation, and I would yeah, encourage Uriah you guys just it. not appear to want that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It does not look good. So give that a look, you guys. Let us know if you want to see it uh, as a conversation piece for next week's podcast. But the last one I've got for you here, Kev, is this. It looks like according to this article from, from Grappling Weekly, a.k.a. who is reposting from BJJEE, that Galvo is looking to get back to MMA. What? But not just Galvo, Orlando Sanchez as well. Holy F. Yep. So that's kind of interesting. And uh, Galvo is saying it wouldn't affect his uh his schedule and that he's saying that pride is coming back and that his manager is negotiating and we'll see what happens so you know i don't know would, would you like to see that is that something you'd yes be interested in? yes yeah. yes okay well that didn't take long yes <laughs> so those are kind of the conversation topics that we wanted to breeze by you guys with today uh, orlando uh sanchez may become a topic of discussion with a Vinny a lot of things yeah, yeah we
1: talk about everything with Vinny and Orlando comes up the just you know the overall ADCC stuff comes up it's great
2: so I think now's a good time maybe to go listen to one of those things let's shut the fuck up and go right. talk to him let's do it
1: up the date the last time we talked to vinnie magalese was october 16th 2014 and you and i were talking about the conversation we remember him telling us specifically uh that he was about to really go on a tear Mm -hmm. um just because he was fighting mma He was fresh off uh, a big lightweight title moment and he was like so you know i'm gonna just i'm gonna keep fighting Mm Mm-hmm. Do you feel like he adequately warned us for what he was going to be doing from
2: then until now? I think that much like any kind of warning from Vinny, if you're rolling with him, there's what he's going to tell you and what he's going to do. And I don't know that those two things are always going to go together, but he's definitely kept a surprise and. You know, I mean, the nice part about it is, I think we can ask him ourselves because I think he's on the line being very quiet right now. Is it I'm not?
1: so excited he's <laughs> on the line. The man that pulled off the twister at ADCC is fighting Matt Hamill, World Series uh, 24, World Series of Fighting. Vinny, how are you doing this evening?
3: I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Just finished class, like, trained a little bit earlier, so, like, I'm fine. A little tired, but uh, not dying.
1: Do you have a submission bucket list? Because you've caught someone with the banana splits, uh, a host of other different flying apparatuses. Is there a list that you're not telling us about, and are there more things on it?
3: You know, yeah, like, uh, there's, there's something that I haven't done. Uh, I don't know if there's a move that I haven't done yet, like in, uh, as far as submissions. Uh, let me see here. The well, twister at ADCC. Chair. I've never finished anybody with electric chair. No way, oh, like, Never done <laughs> it. Never done it. Like, not in competition. Not in competition. Like, okay. But, uh, yeah, I've done it in training. But uh, that's one of the moves. Uh, I think everything else I've done. Like If it wasn't like as a black belt, I've done it like, at some point. you know, uh, Blue belt, purple, brown. But, uh, yeah, I think I've done pretty much like as many submissions as you can think of. Well, wrap the, the th- on, on
1: behalf of the podcast. Before mm. you ask this question, can I just say to the pr- professional jujitsu fighter or MMA fighter that gets electric chaired by Vinny, you should have been listening to the to verbal tap. I'm
2: just, mm. please go on. <laughs> we, we were trying to warn yeah, you guys. This,
3: this is a public service announcement. You're welcome. for fighters. <laughs> I'm not I, saying that I'm going to go after, but it's, you know, it could happen. It's that's just a no, that never happened. My vote is
2: try. Yeah. you yeah. know, yeah, no. we, we, we yeah, know the yeah. deception that's They're going on in your video. Yeah. We're 100% aware of it. The, here's the question I have to ask you, though, that follows up to that, which is do you ever get bored with certain submissions? Like, you see way more openings than myself or Kevin or a, a host of other practitioners. But do you see an opening and you go, nah, I can do something better than that?
3: Uh, not really. I mean, like, for me, submission, it's, like, it's all submission. It's exciting no matter what. There are two moves that I try to avoid, not because they're not exciting. It's because it's more because I feel like as a lack of technique, which a lot of people do. You're going to probably disagree with me. Uh, but are uh, re choke and, uh, and guillotines. I will explain why. Uh, first of all, like re choke, like, right? you see people in street fights. They know how to wrap somebody's neck around and go in and choke somebody out. Mm. And, so, and so it happens with guillotines. You know, people get into bar <laughs> fights. And they go there and they go for guillotines. Do they have a training? No. Some sometimes they never even had a uh, training experience. They never like did jiu in their lives, but they know how to wrap somebody like around somebody's neck and go for a choke. So those two moves, it's not like I think it's bad. Like actually these days I start to work on guillotines and rear really naked But it, it just feels like it's somehow lack like of technique. It's nothing too special about it, you know. But then it comes to one thing: my last two professional fights were finished by guillotine and rear really naked choke. So that's somehow like one of those things that. I'm almost feel embarrassed for doing it.
2: If <laughs> <laughs> you feel embarrassed for finishing a fight?
3: It, it's just because it's, 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 those are moves that I tell people that I never go for. If you me like my <laughs> matches when I take somebody's back, I'm looking for the armbar as my first option. So I go for the armbar. I miss the armbar. I have a triangle. Uh, I miss the triangle. I'll, I you know, I'll, I'll look for something else. And the last thing that I look for is the right naked. But what happened was when I fought in Mex- Mexico, the guy was all greased up. Like his arms are just mm. all greased up. I tried to go for an armbar. I couldn't get it. And then I made him turtle up. I was like, dude, there's a neck here. Now, there's no way they're going to be bruised up in the neck. And even if it is, I'll just squeeze hard and, you know, he's doesn't tap, he's going to sleep. And so it was almost like I had to do it. And wow. then the guillotine, uh, which was my last fight, which was against Jason Brills, I had him rocked with a with a head kick. And then uh, I landed, like, in the guillotine. I was like, dude, i got to finish this fight. It's like fourth round. Uh, I'm not going to be picky, you know. I could have just tried to throw more punches, but there's always a risk of, like, Throw more shots, and the guy kind of wakes up instead of going all the way out. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take a risk. I'm not gonna just go for, for, for a finish. And the first one, uh, first option available was a guillotine, so I had to go for it. But then, uh, if you ask me, was I proud? Of, was proud of getting the finish, but it wasn't like my favorite two finishes, really. <laughs> well,
2: there you have it, folks. Vinny, uh finishes a fight and immediately starts to hate himself because meh, he could do better or different, I, I guess.
3: I, <laughs> no on the on the next fight, I shook my head like I really meant it to i it wasn't like uh, I was the panic that I was upset. I really like I got upset, man, I can't believe that I did that was <laughs> the, the very first time in competition ever that includes jiu jitsu uh in gi no G, that was the very first I could finish like an you know, official competition for me, so for me, it was like, man, that's like you know, I didn't do this for like thirteen years or fourteen or whatever. probably more like i I was already like I was like last year. So, yeah, it was like six, 16 years. I can never even sort of finish like that. And now, 17 years later, as a black belt, I go for a finish after I was size. So it was weird. It was a weird feeling.
2: <laughs> well, you I, you don't owe us any apologies. So, you know, don't worry about that. I think we're, we're happy seeing finishes just period. So I don't know about Kevin. Kevin, In do an, you MMA fight? I can't even imagine being like, <laughs> ah. Settled for the old
1: head knock guillotine combo like a real taking the back door, just a cheapskate for the fans. That's I thought you just meant in jujitsu you abstained. So when you brought MMA into that, I was like, Holy shit, giving me a little psyche into how dangerous you are. I guess this is why you fight so much.
3: I don't know, man. I don't see myself as a dangerous person. I'm not by any means. like
1: you should. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, some of us so on like, this you, know, like, do. you should, I don't yeah.
3: Know. Like, I don't really see myself as a dangerous person. It depends on the situation. I like, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't see myself as a dangerous... my enemies. Like, are... oh, as a matter of fact, that something happened this week, and also the first time that ever happened, like in all these years of training. So. It's nothing to do with what you guys are talking about, so I hope you guys are patient and just listen to this.
1: No, go for it. <laughs> uh,
3: so uh, you were in Naga, right, like this weekend, and, and uh, my one of my students had the last match of the event, like uh, one of my blue belts. So he gets like two uh, clear takedowns during the match. So he gets like two clear takedowns during the match. And, uh, you know, one of like uh, AC rules when you take somebody down, you have to either force the guy to stay on his butt or on his back to mm-hmm. get the point. So you guys know that part, right?
0: Yeah. Yes.
3: In HFC, well, that's only in H C though. So any other any other event like MAG Raptor Spress, uh IGF, you get somebody down, uh, they hit their butt on the mat, but then they go to the knees, but you still keep top position from, from turtle, as long as you have like an on top control, not in front headlock, you get two points. Yeah. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So that happened like twice in the match. And the first time my student was actually like in a it was zero zero match. Uh, so he gets, you're supposed to get the first takedown. He didn't get the takedown, and I, I was upset. I was like, well, whatever, you know. Referees make mistakes. They, you know, they have all the rights to make mistakes. But then the match goes on, and then my student gets taken down, and uh, he stays on his back. So now it's not. he was a clear takedown. I would never complain over down. I would have ever complain, no matter what. But I like, think it's taken down fair. Like, but now it's two and another guy, and it should be two and two. And then my swing goes for the same take, for another takedown. And it runs the same way as the first. So he gets a takedown. The guy just hits his butt on the mat, bounces back up to his knees. My student stays on top. The ref doesn't give it the point. I was like, man, now nah, I'm getting frustrated. And during the match, you're not going to complain because there's always a risk of the guy just uh, qualifying new athletes for no reason. They don't, wanna, you know, they don't want that to happen. The guy cannot pay for your, your mistake as a coach. So I just let it go. And then... Uh, there's like my students they start to score advantages like he was like three and in advantages but he was down by two points five seconds left into the match my students go for the same takedown so now actually he goes for an arm drag gets the guy down the guy hits his butt on the mat goes to his knees and the rep doesn't give the point so you would have been like two and two points and my students have one by two three advantages and I was like dude match is over he raised the guy's hand dude I was so pissed like I was so pissed at a point that it never happened to me ever ever like in a in a my whole competition experience as a coach, as a, as a uh, athlete. Anyways, and of I, just it the comes the ref- I just threw the ass bomb in the referee. I just threw the like, ass bomb in the referee. I was like, are you asking kidding me? Like, how the ass <laughs> can you be like a referee? You have no idea what you're doing. And then, uh, <laughs> and then he's kind of like, you know, he just kind of like starts to get all defensive. He's like, man, like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to let me just like, confer- like, he already gave the win to the other guy. But yeah. then he was like, well, let me just, let me just like check with all the other referees, see, see if, uh, if I was wrong, if I was wrong, I would admit that I was wrong. I was like it's too late. He already like hit, raised out the guy's hand, and then the guy's coach comes up and try to give explanations. Like I was like, I was so pissed at the plan I did not want to hear anybody like you know, especially from the outer side, try to like justify like what the mistakes that the referee made. So the guy comes up to me like, but 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 I was like, I was like, you shut the ass up! Like I was like. <laughs> I, I was like, even, like, I was surprised, like, a second later, I was surprised at myself how I react. It was like, dude, i never done that in my life. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I've said that to you guys before, but I've never been to a street fight. I've never, like, started any kind of, like, trouble, like, in the streets or anything like that. My whole, like, fight experience, it's all, like, professionally, and I've never been that guy. And then again, I yeah, wasn't You get paid to, like, well yeah, to like, fight.
0: You
1: don't have much motivation Exactly, to do it it's like,
3: And it yeah. was just like, it's not like how I am. Like, I am I'm not that kind of guy, you know? There's nothing that can really piss me off to actually start to get into a fist fight with anybody. Of course, you know, unless somebody pressures me, like, first, like, things like that, which has never happened, so I've never been to that situation. But, uh, yes, like, this weekend, I was just like, man, I, I don't know if I overreacted or if I was just that pissed. But I, was just, like, I felt bad, like, a second later, just, I can't believe that I just did that. Uh, and the guy just, like, walked away, like, man, why are you yelling at yeah. me? <laughs> but it was, like, so weird. Like, I, I, I even my students, like, I've never seen fish like that. I was like, dude, yeah, but, like, you know. Then I, then I tried to explain, like, yeah, man, but, like, it, it's weird. Did like, you know, man. you don't I don't mind my students losing, but, like, it, it was, like, it sucked because, like, he didn't really lose and now he's taking a loss home. Like, it's like, no, that's not fair. But, anyways, that was it. I, I felt so bad. So, yeah, I think I can be dangerous sometimes. If you say that I'm a dangerous person, that a situation that I could have looked dangerous. Okay. It was okay. awful, man. Well, it was
2: awful. It was awful. <laughs> uh, we're, I mean, we're going to charge you for some therapy right there. So, that's first off. But the second here, if any, I, I do have two prongs on this question. Uh, number one, did you at any given point consider what submission you would try and choke this person out or hurt them with? Uh, that being the ref.
3: No, like I said, it was like a second, like uh, it was a second of over, like of overreaction. Like uh, even with the referee, I could have like if I just like sat down, like thought for like half second I would have my act that way. But it was more like I exploded on the referee, and the guy would start to say something too. So we just end up like end up going off on both. Like, but uh, reality sure. is, like, I don't really say I, I didn't even have time to think of like being uh, aggressive to either one of them. Well it was sure, wrong. Sure. You, could have gone the, you could have gone the other way. It could have been like, man, man, the guy just told me to shut, up. shut the fuck up. So they could <laughs> have just
1: jumped like, on they, that, that guy is telling his friends, he's like, you guys are not going to fucking believe <laughs> what happened. I almost died. Yeah. V- I, I don't know what happened with the points. Whatever. It was a yeah. takedown. I've been yeah, it for like six hours. Like, Who remembers? Yeah. But he got I, so you know, pissed. I thought I thought I was going to have to duck. Guys, I seriously—that's <laughs> <laughs> a great story for whoever that was. That's like a. It's one of those it's like I, I, I got cussed so out by Vinny. I, I wish Lace. I knew the guy. I wish well,
3: I knew the guy because I would have just apologized. And I just—I'm just not that kind of person at all. Like, you know, guys like, like could you, you me, sign like, this am Not that
2: kind of person. <laughs> well, Vinny, here's the thing. You know, we are a far-reaching uh, podcast, obviously. Yeah. So, if that guy is listening right now, what would you like to say to him?
3: Yeah, I just want to just apologize to him like you know I don't know his name so it's going to be hard for so, like to bring up his name but uh I will let's just say his name was it. Kevin
2: for the sake of this. Some what would, would you guys, say if you put some though. music behind it? He's this.
3: from uh he's from Checkmat in California so yeah that's all I know.
2: No oh, well but, uh, it's very possible they could be listening today so I don't know that's a uh, hey. that's an interesting so I don't want
3: to I apologize. I I shouldn't have acted like that you know <laughs> I just wanted to know that that's not how I usually you know act. In any, well, that, man, in any situation, in any situation i will I w I'll I'll like say things like to my opponents to hype up type up at professional fights. You're not gonna see me like saying anything bad like to, you know, Jiu athletes. I'm not gonna not gonna be calling anybody out, because it's not like part of our part of our game. But uh, you know, I do that for professional fights so I can have type up in the fight, make people want to watch. But it's just not me, you know, as a person, so So you know, I guess I just guess... wanna apologise for that.
2: And I'll vouch for you. You know, Vinny is good people. He's very nice. He's always great to us. (laughs) He's got the rap Uh, voucher. Obviously, I hold a lot of weight in this community, Kev. I don't know if you know that. But the second part of what I'm talking about here, though, is, Vinny, is that if somebody – and you're saying that the ref for a split second was you know, not really super assertive about his decision. If you came up and started yelling at me or just started insinuating that I did something wrong, I would just be like, you know what? Hey guys, can you come back here? I got to redo the official decision real quick. Vinny, uh, Vinny told me that I missed some points. So uh, <laughs> he won. Vinny knows more than
3: I do. Duh, all right. So that's, that's that would have been my
2: make. reaction. I'd have been like, wait, what were you yelling me about?
1: Two points?
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not, and you know, it's funny because they should be would actually change the result if I found the video uh, of the match. Uh, I was like, dude, how am I going to find this video? Like, nobody was recording. What are you talking the about?
1: Account. The This isn't Monday Night Football.
3: On, I didn't yeah, throw
2: like, a red flag. Yeah, we, this the match is, is over. Groundbreaking. What if we were to – I mean we're always talking about hypothetical jiu-jitsu network. What yeah, if we were to replay. create a show where you could actually challenge people, have the ref come back in, have the oh, participants come in. Shit. Like a people's court sort of thing. And if they can prove via footage – you reverse the decision. I think this could be a huge, huge win for jujitsu. Vinny, time would you like rap. to be uh, the official the judge. judge of the show? He,
1: and I have a huge caveat: <laughs> if he finds them guilty, we smash cut to them, and then out of nowhere, Vinny just comes in and does a flying triangle. Absolutely. Every time. Yeah. That People like would it love be this.
3: Yeah. This is good television. <laughs> that could be good. That could turn out to be something good.
1: Now, Vinny, I do have a question, and this is on the lighter side, Uh, and I'm not just saying this because I recently moved to Denver, Colorado, and I might have ingested some marijuana. Did we see a pro-Nick Diaz tweet from you? Because I'm all about signing this petition i'm in i'm in on free nick diaz uh, you know what, we were gonna get your way nick,
3: it's more than that me and nick are friends like uh nick is one of my very first training partners like when i when i moved to the states i don't know if you guys know that but i was teaching a of the degrees academy for my first couple years in the states i didn't even know how to speak english and uh i was already training with nick so like i like him as a person like he's a really good guy uh here's the thing there are two sides of the of how you're gonna have to see this uh, people try to compare, well, you know, how can uh, steroid-like abusers, uh, like, get only one year and Nick deals, I like, just by smoking the plant, uh, gets uh, five years. That's pretty much like a re ending, like, you know, i Especially because he's not, like, you know, it's not like he's, like, 20 years old. Anyways, well, I totally agree with that statement, but here's the thing. Uh, the steroid user guys, are, they got caught one, they got caught one time, so they get one year. If they got caught the second time, then you get three years. And the third, third time, they just get banned from the sport. So it's like, you got to see it that way. Nick got caught the first time. Got caught the second time. The reason why, like, he got the five years, it wasn't because of, like, you know, oh, but it was just weed. It was because he, he, you know, made the same mistake three times. Do I still agree with five years? No, I don't. Even on their book, on their books, like, it doesn't say that's five years. The most they could have ever given would have been, like, three years. So they made a mistake on that alone. Right, but then you the even one
1: for a fighter. What's that? like that's just a, that's a lot of fighting years. Yeah, I hadn't like thought I about terms Nobody's of it. Nobody's gonna
3: come back from a five-year suspension. Nobody's gonna come back from a five-year suspension. You cannot fight for five years; you're done. Like you know, you gotta stay active. You gotta like help. You gotta improve your game by fighting, by you know, training, by like having your your mindset for competition. It's gonna be hard. Anyways, it's just completely wrong to what it, what they did. Even worse, I don't know if you guys have watched the the. The, the hearing that he had, mm-hmm. but he's a 20 actually won the case. There's no other, like, you know, you take the guy to court, like a, like a legit, a fair court, like the, uh, the, the, the Final Attorney Commission was not fair to Nick by any means. If you watch the, like, if you watch the hearing, like, uh, Nick's a 20, he won that case. Like, you know, everything that he was saying, they had nothing to actually count what he was saying. Nothing at all. That Final Commission, they just give that kind of punishment, like, in a personal way, you know? They just say, no matter what you say, you're going to get punished. And that's the part that I think it's unfair. But now, if you fail the rule three times, then that's on you. You know, you cannot be like saying, "Oh man, these guys are trying to screw me over." You can't because, like, you know, you failed the rule three times. That's on you. But yeah, Rap and I, and I just, just miss Nick
1: Diaz in general. We just always <laughs> yeah, want him like... in our lives, uh, fighting, or sure. at least preparing to fight. Because well, the there's thing... no better Dana White week <laughs> than
2: right before a Nick Diaz fight, <laughs> <laughs> when Dana is terrified if Nick will even show up. To anything? If he'll make it to media day, is he
3: gonna come to the fight? Who knows?
2: Who knows? <laughs> you know, I'll tell
3: you what I would do if I was in Nick's situation. Now I would just sit down with Dana, like have a serious conversation, say, "Dana, just let me go with my contract," mm. and I would go fight overseas, and that's it. Because, like, let's say you know Nick is—I'm uh, thirty-one. Like nick's like thirty-two. He's like one year older than me. Uh, how many more years does he have? Like you know, he was already a guy who's just—he just, just wants to get super fights, anyways. So it's not like he would try to fight like three times a year to fight anybody. He just wants yeah. to fight the big fights. I was like, you know what, why not just fight the big for the big checks? Go fight overseas, make big money and just be done like in three years, you know, three, four years. So if I was him I would just say, you know, Dana, just let me go please, whatever and um go fight overseas. Would it ha would it in trouble with uh, with the conditions in the United States? Yes he would, but why would he ever come back anyways? You
2: no, know? No,
3: and you know, probably from five years from now he's not gonna be fired anyways, so
2: And it's not like there's some sort of new organization that could potentially be, you know, having a New Year's Eve show or anything that if you were to dissolve your contract you could potentially go on. So
3: who knows? Exactly. 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 That's exactly what I'm talking about. There's like, you know, there is that, there's a uh, one FC, you know, there's so many shows, man. And, uh, he could do and your I,
1: route, do some jiu You well, get major street cred for the jiu you do.
3: That is true,
2: because the nice part is uh, they've been saying that if you know this band does go for a little while, and I'll be very clear, I don't think that band's going to stick. I don't think he's going to so either. five years. I think uh, at some point cooler I, heads will prevail.
3: I'm not 100% sure how that, that works, but... Uh, what? How does that, the whole thing that they send to the White House works? If they if they reach uh hundred thousand uh signatures, do they have to lift the the the, uh, the yeah? So the uh, White House the, has the, that
2: thing; they have to comment on it if it reaches a hundred thousand signatures. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what the timetable is on it. So, rap uh, with the dynamite
1: yes. knowledge moment.
2: Nice job, rap. We they don't have try to bring have a month, civics into right? the they, show. They
3: have a month.
1: Yes, It just happens organically when you're talking to professional fighters. We don't know what to tell you. All of a sudden, you've got to have a Robert's Rules of Order or an encyclopedic.
2: Listen, Kev, if Vinny (laughs) is asking for something, I do my best to try and answer the question to the best of my ability. Um, But in hour two, we
1: draft legislation with Vinny Magalé. Stay tuned. (laughs) We've got uh, plenty before we
3: get there, though. It's not, like, I, I just, like, you know, like, like I said, you know, like, uh, he might have deserved, like, some type of punishment because, you know, you kind of break a rule a like few times. But that was just too much. And I, you know, I wish they could have just dropped the whole thing and just, like, end up being a year, which means that by general he could be fighting again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what, Vinny, you know? I think the larger issue I think most people want to make is, you know, obviously it's a catalyst maybe for talking about marijuana as an issue in Woo! Uh, mixed martial arts, which is a Uh conversation worth having, but uh, (laughs) when you're breaking the rules, and I think that's what you're alluding to, even though he is your friend, you do admit he did break those rules and that is something you guys all kind of signed to so I think combining that issue is where people start to get wrong a little bit, but I also was when I heard five years, I laughed out loud at my office and people looked at me crazy because I was like, five years is fucking fucking ridiculous, that's so fucking (sighs) stupid
3: I know. So anyway, man, anyway. I was like, five years it was just ridiculous. It was just, he was like can you believe that they even like give him any, any kind of like suspension like at all? See, that that hearing was just like, let's say uh, I don't mean, know if you guys watched like Anderson Silva's hearing. Yeah. That was a joke. His defense yeah. was horrible. <laughs> His defense <laughs> was horrible.
2: Raph tweeted it out pretty specifically. Yeah. Wait, I'm it was sorry. Ridiculous. Are you talking about the is-normal uh, defense that Anderson Silva was playing? <sighs> the what? Oh. Is-normal. No.
3: Yeah. That. And then uh, he kind of just, like, contradicts him, uh, himself, like, at least, like, three or four times, like, during oh, the yeah. hearing. And then uh, his attorney has, like, almost, like, has no idea what he's saying. And then Anderson goes there and gets for only one year. It's like, come on, man. Like, really? I mean, I'm not saying that again. It comes to to a point, man. The guy's almost like 40 years old. He's to give you more than, like, you know, two, three years. You know, you're in that guy's career. And maybe that's why they're nice about it. It's like, why not be nice about it with Nick? Like, you know, it's not like he was doing, like, uh, first of all, there's, you know, it's not like he's doing some heavy drugs. Uh, Well, it's not a performance enhancer
1: either. That's why the the comparison doesn't really ring for me, only on a science level. Hear that, Raph? Exactly. Exactly. Good track, Kevin. And, I know you're, fact, you're using
3: science.
1: He's not taking horse steroids right before he gets in there. I don't
3: even smoke. smoke, but uh, I just think, like, you know, I do have friends, they, they smoke a lot, like Eddie Bravo, but, you know, but... Uh, what, smoke him? Things, really? Me Smokes? too, Vinny, nah, if you
1: yeah. consider us friends. Vinny's like, let's not get carried
3: away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he, he. I think he does. I'm not sure. Not 100%. And
1: it's always <laughs> but, hard to uh, tell if Joe Rogan's still smoking. No, I
3: don't
1: even smoke either. No, it's not but a
3: big uh <laughs> but then again, like, you know, it's not because I I don't do it that I'm gonna be like, you know, judging yeah. people that I do, because I know like, you know, it's not like it's not like you're doing coke like john sure. Jones, you know. Well, well I mean so coke in city.
1: combination
2: with driving is where you and get it. Take away history. all responsibility. That's it, that's it. Take away all responsibility in your life. If you're Nick Diaz and they tell you you can't compete for five years. On that day after that hearing, do you just go bananas on every drug like drug that you can possibly get your hand yeah, on? Because goals. you're like, well, fuck it. Just give it all to me. Make a fucking <laughs> cocktail and shit. Does anyone have any acid? I'm, uh, just, I'm no,
3: asking man, for a friend. Actually, if, if the commission gives me a suspension, I would go off on, like, on every single person at that commission. Because you know they all have like you know, their <laughs> things that can be said. I would just go off on my Twitter and every single one of them, and every single every single promoter and every single people that you know keep from making my money.
1: He'd give yeah. them the local but, referee uh, miss takedown. I would treatment. go off on like, like every that. single
3: referee. I would go off on every bad team that I know about MMA. Well, speaking
2: of which, that's a great way to transition to. You've got another fight coming up, and it's been a of while course
3: since- you do. By the way.
1: Of you course you have another fighting and fight. we have?
2: you know, Vinny, the re one of the reasons why we really appreciate you is you utilize Twitter, maybe one of the best ways I've seen out of fighters, because when you tweet and you tweet out, you are making it count and you're good about retweeting funny stuff, but you're also good about sticking it to people. So tell us what has been the problem with like, why haven't we seen you in MMA recently?
3: Well, uh, I had like a little contract problem. As a matter of fact I I didn't did have to sign a, an agreement with Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, I gotta stay away from like saying anything like I can, so I can talk about the promotion I can of course okay. I have to say nice things. They're not sure. gonna actually stop me from saying nice things about him, but yeah. Yep. Any trouble, anything that happened with my contract, and i cannot break down details, I cannot say anything bad. So basically uh we had an issue with uh, with the contract. Okay. And uh, and I just fought for the problem, and I was like, the problem didn't come from my side. Anyways, uh, the whole time I had si- I signed with World Series. Uh, there was a lot of threat to from Titan, and I had, to get, I had to stay away from that fight with World Series. So once that contract, also the contract with World Series was also terminated, they said, like, you know, uh, since you should have an issue with Titan, like just terminate this contract. Once the whole issue is resolved, then you can sign with us again. And that's what happened. So I signed with the World Series again, uh, after the whole team with Titan was done. And I ended up being booked to fight Matt Hamill again, which I was supposed to fight uh what was supposed to fight in April. But uh you know, that's the only reason I haven't fought for a year, because it's because of uh, the contract problem. it's not because they don't want you. No, no. My no, goal no. Is oh,
1: we know it's not because you don't <laughs> want to.
3: Yeah, I mean I wish I could have fight every three months or every three weeks. And <laughs>
1: Aren't you? Like, <laughs> Ralph was like, he fought at Copa Podio? I was like, are you fucking kidding? When? He's like, 2015. It's like, okay. <laughs>
0: How?
3: That was a little kamikaze, though. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Like, I, I wasn't even training at all. <laughs> that was almost like, hey, man, I just want to be active. I just want to move. Just putting it in.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: for the kids out there, it's Gi. <laughs> Jesus.
3: Yeah, because, like, that was a... The, but here's the thing, though. The, the, the thing with Copa Podio was, like, gee, there was a two deals like in, in one offer. So you was like, well, I'll do this cup of potty, like in a tournament, it's going to be gear but, uh, you're going to be also the next one for no gear super match. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just went full blind. I didn't think about like, oh, I don't even care about the gear. I'm just thinking about the no gear match. And I forgot the fact that training with the competing with you is a whole different thing than yeah. doing anything like, you know, when it comes to no gear. So, you know, I saw like a little bit, I felt like my game wasn't on point, but, uh, Again, it was fun, you know. It was fun. I still got the adrenaline going. It was fun to be there competing against some of the some guys who are, you know, still one of the best. I think that guy, uh, I think it's Herbert uh, Santos. He's winning anything, everything in Brazil. So it's like, you know, I went against good guys, and I didn't get smoked. That's, I think that was the main thing, you know. Hmm. So it was fun. But now I'm also I'm going to be competing like a club of party next year in OG, so that's what I care the most now because I'm going to be in something that I actually get to train every day.
2: That's so cool. I love that you can just, if somebody asks you to go Gi and you haven't been training it, you just go, oh, all right. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll pick this thing yeah. back up. Is that what I do? The the chokes with the collar? <laughs> am I supposed to do that?
3: Yeah. It's different, don't like, I Like, to be honest, I, I love I love jitsu But, like, if I don't train, like, three months consistently, I'm, like, way, way behind in the game. It's just, like, one of, I, I know that. It's not Nobody has to be telling me, like, hey, man, your gi getting game sucks right now. I know. I just know. You know, I know that my time's off, like you know, my grips are like a little bit off. But uh you were so fun, you know. It was so fun to go there and compete against guys who are good. Those guys are good, you know, and uh, it was a really little challenging.
2: I like that, Kev. Best really strategy for you for fighting Vinny. Listening. get him to take a long layoff and then Listening. challenge him in the ghee. So Yeah, stay ghee. <laughs> Yeah. Stay key and stay like, you know, like come up with a lot of activities for him to do that have nothing Good to do idea. with
1: MMA. I'm listening. I'm all, all
2: right. ears. It's your best shot, Kev. Uh, because if you may recall, Vinny did threaten you because he did recognize the last time that you played him in a Drunk History-esque video of one of his metamoris matches. But that's neither here nor there, Kev. I don't remember that specifically, but yeah. I have crystal clear memory on those things. But uh, Vinny, <laughs> I, I do have to ask you this. So now you're fighting Matt Hamill. And tell us how that fight came together. I mean, you guys have been kind of geared to kind of be uh, fighting each other, as you said, uh, for a while. Tell us about that match.
3: Yeah, uh, me and Matt we actually fought on the on the same card. It was uh, – I can't remember who he fought. Anyways, it was UFC 152. And right after that fight, uh, I talked to Joe Silva about, like, fighting Matt. He was like, you know, it's just, like, you fought on the same card, so it would be the idea for us to get the same rest. You know, come back let's like, fight like about the same day. So it'll be the ideal. Like, you know, both of us just fought. Let's just fight on the following card or something. And Joe was actually gonna put the fight together. he said say, like, yeah, let's do the fight. And then I think Matt Hamill's wife or girlfriend got pregnant, so he ended up like taking some time off fighting and, and uh, he had to turn down the fight. Uh I ended up leaving the UFC, I ended up leaving the UFC. Uh not leaving, both of us got kicked out. But uh Thing. i go with leaving.
1: Like, I like leaving. Especially yeah, let's just Because you, you seem like <laughs> you're just someone that's kind of at the top of your game right now. And I know that there's been some things in dispute. But, like, pound for pound, you'll beat anyone, which is great. I mean, that's the submission game. That is.
3: Yeah, it happened, though. So, like, Lesh, I'll, I'll, I'll be 100% honest, it happened. Anyways, uh, it never happened in the UFC. And they never knew that you are going to end up, like, one day fighting for the same promotion. Like, you know, again. And then uh, you find out what happened with the World Series. And, uh, you know, uh, the matchmakers of World Series, they thought it was, hey, let's just put this fight together. You know, it's interesting for the fact. Not that, you know, neither me or Matt have the most exciting style for MMA MMA fans. A lot of people have to see people punch each other in the face. Uh, You're not going to see that for me. I'm going to try to do as best as I can on the ground. If I have to trade punches and kicks, I will. But that's not. Everybody knows that's not what I'm looking for. Neither is Matt. So, like, you know, for... Familiar fans, like some of them might not be too fun, but like, you know, for we'll the matchmaking, you thought it was like, man, that's a cool fight, you know, like both yeah. you guys were in the UFC. Uh, he's a good grappling, so he's going to engage into grappling with you. He's not like he's going to be afraid of the ground, things like that. You know, he starts to like make things up and think that it could be a good fight. So, yeah, why not? Let's just do it, you know. You were supposed to happen anyways, uh, years ago. Uh, the interesting part about Fight Matt Hamill, though, like, you know, you, you guys like saw how like I was like talking about, kind of smack to um, Phil Davis to try to get that fight, put the fight together. I did the yeah. same with Anthony Perosh. Uh, Raph know, is always he actually, watching. He was the one who called yes. me out. He was actually the one who called me out, and I just kind of jumped into the you know into the the, the whole thing. It's like you know he called me out. I was like yeah fine. So I'm as well I just try to hype it up, and we end up like you know both of us engaging to like a little like you know uh, thing like home or whatever. But I was like, with Matt, man, he's such a nice guy. I was like, I'm not going to engage you to anything with him. And, plus, I even tried, I'll, I will be honest, I was like, and I even tried a couple times on Twitter, uh, and then he just kind of ignored me. He was like, you know, he's following me on Twitter. He's like, kind of ignored me. He's like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go there and fight. Mm. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm looking to go there and beat the guy, but it's like, it's it, almost like I felt like, man, it, it got old for me to be like, you know, just calling somebody out just to call somebody out. So, I am not gonna. I'm not going to do any It's a fun fight, man. Like, uh, you know, I feel like I like Matt as a fighter, but I just feel like the style just kind of favors me a little bit, you
1: know. Yeah, first sure. Well, anything, lot, anything where they're not a good striker favors you. So how are you preparing? You're now with Team Zenith, and we wanted to ask you about that. Um, we're big yeah, fans uh, of the Drysdale camp, always have been. Uh, but talk to us a little bit about that change and what it's like to change and be in fight camp because those are very important things.
3: Well as far as like MA training hasn't changed much, you know. If if anything, like uh you have you have like guys that added up to the team, like you know Tom Waller's now with us. Now it's Zenith we not with Zenith like training uh Drysdale's gym. I'm still training at syndicate, but like now our gym, like our program is going under Zenith. Mm-hmm. But Drysdale now is like cross train with us, you know, I can go to the gym, you can come and train with us. Uh I have Tom Waller I have like uh Josh Haynes that fought like I think was the open sided uh season Three, I think I don't know we have like some big guys for me to train with now.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. and, uh,
3: so Train has been pretty good man. I can't complain, you know, and uh, like I said like having like Robert on the team It's like definitely like a great addition, you know, so uh, when it comes to jujitsu competition and all that I'm gonna be represented as a unit, but uh, yeah, I used to have, I didn't go like from one team to another I'm still like you know with syndicate MMA. That's what I work. That's what I teach so my classes cool. And the only thing that, that happened was that our, our team, our BJJ team, like, is now going under Zenit. So, you're, like, all, oh, like, in a big nice. team right now. Because before, uh, since, I, since I left to Brazil, I, I used to compete for Gracie at yeah, Gracie Maita. But since I left to Brazil, uh, I tried to compete for Gracie Maita a couple times, like, you know. But my relationship with Hoya kind of got a little weird. And then uh, I just pretty much stopped competing Jiu-Jitsu, period. Like, everything that I was doing, like, uh, related to jiu was all my own. Like, you know, if you think about Metamor, you're not going, like, for a team when you go there. Mm-hmm. It's yourself. When you go to ATC, it's not about a team. It's yourself. So all the things that I was doing was all about myself. But then, if I want to go back to the jiu circuit, I have to be associated to, to somebody, you know. And that's how it's going to be now. And I'm going to go into the Zenith. I'm, like, pretty much completely away now from reaching my thigh. It's not going to happen anymore. I even tried, to be honest. But uh, overall, it doesn't change much. I get a lot more people to train with now because I can go up to training at Roberts. And I'm just back like with a big team. That's
2: I have awesome. to say, but, uh, uh, Vinny, on behalf of the community, when I saw a photo of you and Drysdale together, it's terrifying. Because <laughs> I know how he rolls. I've seen it. I've seen how he, he trains and, and gets his soldiers together over at Zenith. I've trained there. And I'm vaguely familiar with your work. So seeing the two <laughs> together is just the most horrific combination of jiu-jitsu pressure and creativity that, uh, so I don't know, I mean, that that sounds like a great matchup for you guys to to be together now and, and working like that, and obviously new training partners for you, so uh, it does, was that part, when did that all happen, when did that go down?
3: Well, uh, me and Robert have actually been training like for, for years together, like just mm. randomly, you know, like I used to go to his gym like uh, for some fights, I was consistently going there. Just using like, he used, he used to have his, like, pro practice. I don't even know if he has, but, like, uh, he used to have this pro practice uh, for grappling, like, three times a week. And I would always go there when my, my, sch- my schedule, like, allowed me to do it. And then uh, after, like, I think he put the schedule almost the same time. So I was teaching the class at the same time that he was training, so I couldn't do it. But uh, the whole thing about being part of the team now is that you're going to be, like, cross-trained. You know, sometimes you're going to be, like, uh scheduling something like, let's do this train here today at my gym so, sometimes you're going to be like hey let's do this train here at your gym so i think it's going to be more cross training now and it's going to be more consistent than, than it, it has been like the last couple of years you know so i think it's going to be great when me and robert like there's everything it's a perfect match up as far as like you know training partners you now you are exactly like the same size we also fight exactly like the same weight division we're close to the same age and you're just as complex Competitive as you know, i mean, just as competitive as, as it is. So it's one of those things like when you're training with each other There's no such a thing as like a lazy training and you know? all like if you just if you mess around you get caught and uh, It's a, so competitive at, at a point that you don't want to get caught by each other You know, so it's, it's it's an amazing training man. It's one of those things like you know And there's no such a thing as wise training when you're training with each other
0: which Okay
1: is good. <laughs> you so well, I, I'm just curious though, like especially with you, how often are you able to get that cross training in, and is it something that do you find it elevates your game, or you, um, you've just been training so much? I mean, I'm curious with someone on your level, what's it like when you're when you well, start to do that?
3: Training training with the guys like that, I'll, I'll be 100 percent honest. Like training with guys, uh, they're just like so good. When you're also like, you know, let's say uh, we are close to the same level. We are like, you know, I'm not going to try to play like the super humble guy. They're like, no, Georgia is so much better than me. We are close to the same level. So sometimes, like, if you get to train together, it, it gets to that point that I say it's too competitive that not much happens, mm-hmm. right? Unless you expose yourself, then but then you get caught and you don't want to get caught. So it's, it almost gets to that point that it can be really good, it can be really bad. Let's say sometimes you go there and, like, you know, you open up your game and get tired, like, you know, both of us open up the game, but it's not making mistakes. So it can be really tight, it can be great. Sometimes, like you know, if you are both of us are not in the top of uh, in top shape, you're gonna just play like stalling for like 20 minutes. So it's like it can be great, it can be horrible. But uh, I think it's good to do like once in a while, you know. Like I, I still like training with my my guys at Syndicate, you know. Like I'm, I do have the better uh, of my students, so uh, uh, it's uh, always great with people that students, know your so, game. Yeah, like, yeah. So like you know, when I train with my students, like I can move more, I can try more stuff. When I go with Drizzer, i got to bring my, you know, my game. So it's like, man, like, can I do this every day? Is I got to improve my game? If I have to also do the same thing over and over again to be able to survive or to catch them, uh, I'm going to really improve my game. So sometimes you do have to go against guys that are not as good, so you can try new things, so you can improve like yeah. in other areas. So for me, training with Drizzer, it's good. It's great. But I don't think yeah, it would I'd... be great if you did it every day.
1: That's why I trained with Raf, just sort of to practice the, the basics. It's gonna like, be good for me or for training, be, just like people yeah, gonna be good for me or for him.
3: Like, yeah, You gonna be good for either one of us to be honest. Like, let's say if you just there was only two of us to train like in a grappling class for a whole month, I know that would be a whole month of no improvement. It can only be like a lot. It would be challenging, physically challenging. Uh, you if you got tired at one point, I would have been getting caught and I would have frustrated. But uh. It's just I don't feel like it's the type of thing that if I want to add something new into my game, I cannot train like with the very best guy that I have like training with. You know, If I have to try something new, i got to get somebody that's not as good so I can try something new, see if it really works, so then I can finally train with the guy that's better and make it work. But uh, oh, it's I mean, to have a guy like him. It's just amazing.
2: And I, I would hate to, to can – i I'm going to pause you for just one second to explain to Kevin. See, when you're training with somebody like that, you try new stuff and you get better, uh, Kevin. So, Uh-oh. That's usually what you're supposed to do. Um, So try that when you're rolling with me because I know that really doesn't happen with you. You don't really do much. Anyway, back (laughs) to the conversation here. Uh, I just really want to say, you know, Vinny, uh, you got just back. I know you recently were competing at ADCC and you, from a spectator point, put on some really, really cool matches. Um, I want you to first tell us about your experience and then we want to ask you some specific questions about that experience as well.
3: Yeah, uh, so for for the first time, like I would say, I I, I participated in ATC like uh, four times, right? That was my fourth, like, edition ATC. And uh, for the very first time, I actually did, like, some training just focusing ATC. When I won, like, when I competed in 2009, I was just training with my students. Like, you know, I had a ton of MMA fights coming up, so I was just training in MMA. And uh, I was in top shape when I competed in ATC in 2009, but there was nothing specific that I did for that camp, for that competition. 2011, I had a fight coming up two weeks after ATC, Same thing, my focus was all like install all in that fight, and I was in top shape and ended up winning ATC. 13, horrible year that I'm not even mentioned. This year, like mm-hmm. I did like 11 weeks, I think 11 or 12 weeks of like intense like rap and training. I also I also had the fight coming up, but I tried to do like those two camps together. You know, I tried to do like run two camps like at the same time. It Was my camp for ATC and there was my camp for the fight. So I was like training like twice as much, as more than, like, than I usually, than I usually train. Anyways, um, I didn't go anywhere else to get training. I just trained with my purple belts. I tried to get the guys, and I was like, anybody that's, like, 195 pounds and over, because I'm more than welcome to train. Purple belt and over, more than welcome to train. And that's pretty much how I did my camp. It just went amazing, I you know. Like, uh, I was in top shape. My, my submission game was on point. Uh, position-wise, like, you know, like I say, it's just, like, the way I think, and I was different. I don't, I'm not... As good, I would say I'm not as good as I used to be as far as points and all that. But my submission game was just on point. Anyways, I get there, and I threw that right away. I was like, man, like, certain things I can't see, like, these guys didn't even see it coming. And then I get to my first guy, full oh, submission. I didn't even have a hard time setting it up. It was just a move that I was doing over and over again uh, in training. It was just, like, it was no secret on that one. There's no surprise. It's exactly the same move that I was doing, like, over and over again. Uh the, the quarterfinal yeah it was the quarterfinal I went against Rodrigo and then uh, Rodrigo's a great wrestler I don't know if you guys know much about him if you guys read much about him but he's like the very best like wrestler in Brazil and I was like man I'm not gonna take this guy down I was like I, I know I'm not gonna take him down my goal was to shoot on his leg so I could've just pulled into a half guard but then as soon as I grabbed his leg I felt like he stepped in and I was able to take him down boom now I just took the down the best wrestler in Brazil so now I'm gonna take advantage of it <laughs> so uh I went there, I went for a move again, just not the move that I was feeling over and over again, so there's no such a thing as like, man, this move surprised myself, like I did something that, even though it was the very first twister in ACC, it's not like something that was new for me, you know, as far as like be drawing the move, it was more that I was drilling over and over again. Now, it comes to the semi-final match, I've watched like Orlando competing like, you know, a few times, uh, I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me, you don't have to, uh he's not the most exciting grappling in the world. No, no. He's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me. Uh, he's not the most exciting <laughs> grappler. Uh, and I'll even go, I'll go further. I don't, no. mean, like, I don't mean to, like, I, 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 like I say, introduce you, I don't bat him off anybody that's not, no. you know, you know, that's not part of a sport. You just don't do that. Mm-hmm. But now, I'll tell I want my, my personal opinion, I'm not going to hide that from you guys, he's also not the best grappler in the world. Even though you wanted to see he has the gold, he's not the best grappler in the world. He got the best result, but uh, he didn't score one takedown in the tournament. He didn't okay. score one guard pass in the tournament. He didn't score one sweep in the tournament. And the one submission that he attempted in the tournament uh, that he actually got, got was in the first match. It was just one of those moves that, you know, he does it all the time. Good, that's great because he makes it work all the time. But that was his own submission. against guess you want three matches, like, in a row, including final, without scoring one single point. So like, Yeah. I get it that what matters at the end of the day, it's like they, he got the gold medal. We have to respect him for that. But uh, there's no, like, if you try to sell him, like, into, like, hey, man, like, I want this guy here to be in center because he's an amazing grappler. No, you're going to sell him because he has a gold medal. That's really important, but that's it. Anyways, that match was frustrating, man. I was uh, pretty much, like, 15 minutes on like, on bottom, uh, being smothered mm. by the guy. Like, I couldn't do anything. I, I tried, man. It's not, like, lack of, like, you know, will to try things. I was trying really hard. Well, uh, one thing, one thing, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of, all the rules needs each shit, But there's these rules, uh, nice. they say, like, you get two warnings, right? If you're mm-hmm. stalling, you get two warnings. On the third warning, you're going to lose a point. And there's no, like, no, there's no uh, turn back. There's no, that they're not going to change, like, if they give a warning, they're not going to change if they, they take a point from you. In that match, I'm not lying. Like, anybody that was there can just confirm, uh, Orlando got 5-1, there's not one point taken away. 5-1, not one point taken away. It's like, dude, now you guys are just breaking your own rules. Now you go to the table. You know how it goes when you go to the table? You go to the table, like can do whatever you want. You know, And that table, it's like, I, I love ATC man. It's a great competition. It gives a lot of exposure. Uh, the prize is awesome, too. It's nothing you're like, you know, I'm going to get rich off winning the C You will if you're smart, you know, if you know how to promote yourself after that. But it's one of those things. It's not much for the money. It's just for the prestige. But then it goes to the table. That table is a match. You know, the referees, they just do whatever they want and want to go to the table. I'll give you another example. Uh, when uh, the Russian dude that, that went against Keenan, he won the match. The whole arena agreed that he won the match. All the other grapplers in the back, they all agreed that he won the match and they should give the match to Keenan. The table gave the match to Keenan. So it's one of those things, man. He goes to the table. It's going to be shady no matter what. And I felt like, you know, even though I was in the bottom the whole time, I was like I was trying the whole time. I tried a street meth like in the first five minutes, I was trying Like I was attempting submission the first five minutes, and all he did was use his 300 pounds on it and that <laughs> was it.
2: <laughs> well, maybe to your point, uh, Vinny, is that um, I'm trying. To, I have so I was watching the whole thing, and maybe it's all blur, but I'm pretty sure at some point, and I know uh, if maybe you've caught it now or you've had time to look at the footage, but they had a picture-in-picture and a main frame. I'm pretty sure at some point. They had you guys in the small picture-in-picture, picture, and then they were like, nothing's happening here. We're good. We're going to move along.
3: Yeah, man, it didn't happen. It just, like, it didn't happen at all. Like, my match was, like, you was frustrating. Like, you know, like, again, yeah, like, I do, I, would I trade my, my uh, bronze medal to his gold medal? Definitely. I, I was like, dude, I would rather be the boring H2 champion than to be the guy that's most exciting uh, bronze medalist. No. So, I'm like, not going to... I, I swear to God, man! Like as, as far as results, as far as results, he's gonna be bragging about being like, uh, like a HC champion and has other rights to do it. But uh, now, do you ask me uh, who was the best grappler in HC in that bracket? Uh, I would say that was not Orlando Sanchez. It was not. He was not the best grappler. He knows how to. He knows how to, like you know, uh, avoid things and, like in a way, like that's good enough to win. You know, he knows how to use his body. Like you know, his body type. He knows how to use his, how to use his weight. Yeah. But uh, he's not the best grappling. Grappling is much more than just know how to use your weight you know how to like you know win a match. It's like
2: well, I mean, you're you're saying this and alluding to it, so I'm just gonna kind of agree with you because you can protect me if people want to beat me up for this. Damn but right, Raph. Absolutely. I'll, I'll say this: what you're talking about is if you leverage it and you become somebody based off of winning that, and you really uh, promote yourself. The hard part I see about his game is. If I were to try and replicate what he would do, it would be a matter of, well, you can't do that. I just don't have that size and I can't play that game. It it looks amazing and and more power to you for being able to do that and and get a gold medal by it. But if I tried to replicate that, I'd get wrecked. And so I think for that, that respect, I think that's kind of why you're able to say it doesn't make the most exciting thing. It is severely disappointing. There's no takedowns or really notable submissions, I guess. Um, so that's kind of the the disappointment as a fan and as a spectator and why I don't think we got to see even, you know, majority if part of that match, which is why it was just kind of weird to be like, Vinny's out? What the shit happened there?
3: To your want my honest opinion, were are the three best grapplers in that division who should have yes. gone to the podium? It's like uh, I thought it was uh, João Gabriel myself and Dean Lister. Those are, like, as far as grappling, big technical, big, like, you know, guys that look for finishes, the guys that can go for sweeps, the guys that can go for guard pass, guys that can make something entertaining. Those are the three top guys. And if you're going to top four, the fourth, uh, the top four, you'd have the, yeah, the three of us and uh, Jared Dock. Like, definitely that guy. And you know, i being a brown belt no matter, like, if he can finish people or not. He's already doing more than people are expecting from, like, if, from him. So it's like, he deserves it. But, like, I wouldn't look at Orlando as a guy that I would want to see, like, in the podium. Like, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things, man. Like, what are you, what are you showing to somebody, you know? You're talking about having the best grapplers in the world, not the guys that use the weight the best.
2: Yeah. No? Well, you guys heard it here first. That was a uh, controversial BJJ minute. Non-verbal tap, uh, Podcast, I, I, my favorite. I
3: don't think it's controversial, man. It's almost like it's maybe should have put the opinion out. No, maybe should amazing. put the opinion out because it's, it makes me sound But hurt, which is, it's not even the case. It's just like you know, my personal opinion. If I was on the other side as an spectator, I would have thought the same. Yeah. No, you know I mean, i kinda like, get.
1: Like, <clears throat> you get sort of the Godfather status on the BJJ competitions because not a lot of MMA. Like your your records proof on the submission. You're good. You don't have
3: to. <laughs> thank you, thank
2: Raph you.
1: and I are the ones that have a long way to go.
2: Yeah, no, I had to align Search. myself behind you. I wasn't about to take that forefront. I don't need a, a big 300-pound
3: yeah, man coming
2: after me. Squarely <laughs> in Vinny's
1: shadow. <laughs> it's like, have you seen his leg locks?
3: No, it's funny. I was with uh, Dean Lister after. So me and Dean, my current matches uh against the back-to-back. Like He was the the quarterfinal. Mine was the semifinal. And I went to Dean and I was like, Dean, uh, you know, I would say that two years from now, so I have, like, four fights with my uh, with World Series of Fighting. And I was like, you know, I'm going to finish this contract. I'm going to see what's going to what's gonna happen after that. I was like, dude, I'm just, I think like, I'm just going to quit professional fighting, and I'm just going to focus on ATC for the next year. The thing is, I know they don't test for to I'm just going to like get myself, like, full of steroids, go up to, like, 200 pounds full of juice, and then I want to throw them to beat me if I'm like just like way as much as him. It's not gonna happen, man. But then I was just like, dude, I was, no way, man. I would prefer to be like, you know I wanna beat him as a lighter guy, you know. I don't wanna do like yeah. I don't wanna to have to cheat to actually get to, you know. Well you, you wanna prove
2: what jujitsu is right. So uh, props to you for that. Uh I do Vinny, I have to ask you this because I have somebody who who wonders this because everybody at ADCC, you fight, you're eliminated, right? Except yeah if you're for the third place match. And I've had people say, like, why do you even do that? Why not just have two third places? And I've always said, I'm like, I just, I feel it's within the competitor's spirit to just want to do that. I, I feel it's within you guys. If you get that other chance to fight again, you want it. Am I right on this, or I don't know? Uh, do you, where are you on that? Um,
3: I, I've been, like, in, in two situations where I had to fight for the uh, for third place. So there's 2009, my very first see it. Uh, I went to those two third place match because I, I ended up like taking third, like an absolute, and in my weight class. Those two matches were like super exciting. That was like my chance to leading the tournament, like winning. And I was like so excited. About it. I was like, man, I lost to these guys. I lost to Shonda in Shandy, my division, and I lost to Brawley in absolute. And they both ended up to, like winning the title, right, in both divisions. Anyways, uh, I was so excited. That was my very first HCC. And I was just like, man, you know, if I place, I'm, like, I'm, you know, one of the top grapplers in the world, and that's just going to be, like, so much to me. But that was my first. This year, um, I was competing uh, as a guy who had already been an HCC champion. So it's different. It was a lot different for me. I had no uh, desire whatsoever to go back to that third-place match. <laughs> you wouldn't even move it. I, I swear to God, like, that after, like, like I was, uh, after, after, my, I, you know, I'll be honest. Like, i like, people, like, Sometimes I want to say things like that. People think that like, you're being cocky or anything. It's not like, you know, I, I put the hard work, man. I trained so hard for this. So it's more of the things I want the best result, you know. So when I lost to Orlando, man, like that thing is just like, I felt like crap. It's just like, man, I can't believe that I'm out of the tournament. Like I had, I saw myself winning that division. And I saw myself winning that division kind of the same way that I won my matches, you know. Like if you look at the match that I that I won my division, they were somehow easy and they're not against easy guys. You know, even the third place against Jean Gabriel, I didn't want to do it. And I still had, like, somehow an easy match against a guy that's freaking tough that could have won the whole thing. But uh, and- I was just mm-hmm. so not into it, man. I, I went there. I was cold. I didn't warm up for that match. Mm-hmm. I didn't stretch out for the match. I was not putting a whole lot of energy into it until uh, my corner told me, hey, there's 30 seconds left until there's points. And that guy, like, for whatever reason, just woke me up, and that's when I started to grapple. And, like, literally, like, 30 seconds later, I got a submission. So, it was more like, and like, I didn't want to do it, but, like, I felt like I could still go there and still win.
1: And you, and congrats, because I know, obviously, Vinny's standards are a little different than at least verbal taps. <laughs> Happy with the bronze, you know, if any not, fans, I, either. Know, but you got maybe, to fight maybe. Gary the next day. You've had more tough matches.
3: you you the same day. you were same day. Because, like, uh, the semifinal uh, and third-place matches, there are on Sunday. So it was uh, the same thing. As a matter of fact, the only reason I got an absolute was because I was the first name picked. And that's not the bad situation that I put myself into, too. I did not want to do the absolute. <laughs> I did not want to do the absolute. So I went against Gary in Absolute the first match. And uh, all he was trying to do was order the, the ankle locks. But here's the thing. I wouldn't have been upset if I lost to Gary by points. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to get tapped out, though. And that's what he was trying to roll for.
1: Yeah, he's. I'm sorry. Could you back like up a step? Out, so. How does the? How did your name get called
3: first? Well, they, in HCC, that's that's what happens. They do have rankings, right? So the rankings are like just like how things go to the table. Nobody knows how it works, that it works, but uh, so it's like <laughs> well, if you have like your, your C history. So it goes like uh, you have a fair amount of finishes. Have you ever placed? Have been a champion? How did you do it like this weekend, like in uh you know, in your division? So all those things count. But then if you're gonna look my HC record, uh I do have a lot of submissions in it. I do have a gold medal and I have placed like uh four times like in four competitions. So it's like uh I'm I was like really well ranked. Also Dean was a second name picked. Uh for whatever reason I thought that Dean should actually be in first, but they actually got Dean the second pick for whatever maybe like they did like more recent years. But I don't know how it works. Anyways, they did do by points, and that's how it works. And that's how both of us got picked for uh the absolute first. But the then points. I think it was an opposite side of the bracket. and I was uh no, actually it wasn't my side, but he was just uh he would have been my my next match if I had a beat Calazanus. And if he had won his match too. Anyways, so that's how it works is by ranking and they called my name first. And it's so hard, man. Like uh, I still like I should have this dumb thing of like I don't want to, I don't want to like, if people call my name. I, I try to like not sit back out because it makes me feel like I'm being a uh, wussy. It. So it's like, I just did it. But my mind is just like not into it anymore. And, like I wasn't into it at, at all. Like after I lost to And I was just like, man, I just want to go back home now.
2: So you're, you're bringing up a good point, which is again, because Kevin and I don't know how this works. In fact, I don't even know that ADCC really knows how it works themselves. Uh, to a certain extent, when you see a handwritten ski mat. Being brought up to the camera that just shows, well, here's your bracket and you look at it and you go, oh, that just happened. They literally just put that together and back. It's as discombobulated in my brain as it sounds from what you're describing. But what you're alluding to here is you can say, "Nah, I'm good. I'm going to sit this one out. That's a possibility.
3: Well, I don't, it's not like you cannot say you can not say it, but like I feel like if I if I do that, I'm gonna be putting things at risk. First off, like I didn't I didn't place first this year, right? And let's say that I want to come back next year. Mm. I mean, I'm not gonna be turned down opportunities. You know, let's say uh, the priority is gonna be all those guys that have been champions, which in this case I would have a good chance to get invited again uh, for the next edition. But there's no guarantees. You know, there's a good chance, but there's no guarantee. I'd say that all the other champions wanted to jump in. Uh, the former champions want to jump in. And uh, for whatever reason, guys that are like in the lighter weight class, they all want to go up. So now, all these 16 spots are all taken. Uh, you might not have one left for me. So I just feel like, you know, it wasn't like I wouldn't be turning down opportunities. So it's more like, I want to do it. If they want to do it, I'll do it. But uh, it just, it wasn't really like, it's not like I didn't feel like physically technically prepared. Man, so yeah, I I broke down. I'm down one. Like I really thought I was gonna win the division. It was just one of those things. Just like, it sucks for me. And you know? I was just like, man, like I felt like I, that day, that that weekend, I was the best guy in the division. And it was just like, such well, a 1st like, frustrating moment to lose. So I, it was a, uh, it, it just sucked.
2: I hear that with you, but I mean, even on what you consider maybe your off day or you're not in the right zone, I still thought you and Gary had one of the more fun exchanges of the tournament because you guys are. Two individuals who obviously are really, really good with leg attacks, but also in the sense for as a spectator, you just don't give a fuck. So the two of you guys going at it as a spectator, it has a draw of, oh, that does seem fun. And what normally seems like danger for any one of us is kind of normal a day at the office for you guys. So do you have any kind of uh, things? I saw that you were kind of talking with Gary after. What were you guys talking about after that match?
3: Uh, you were, no be honest, so that that match was firm for like many reasons first of all i i for the first time I got challenged like uh, with like leg attacks when it comes to defense like I went against the Lister. uh I feel like Gary I like today Gary is like the it's better than being enlister when it comes to leg loss. that's my personal opinion. I'm not saying that you know it's a fact, but like I went against both guys, and uh, I would say now uh Gary's a better guy a better guy leg loss than d uh. He was so funny. Like, while, like, I was grappling, he was doing all these setups. And I know, like, when a leg lock setup's coming. Like, it's not like, you know, once you're, you're – it's just like one of the things you've probably, you probably heard that before. But if you have a good armbar attacks, you're going to know, like, you know, when an arm bar's coming. You just know. You know, you yeah. see the move coming. You just know how people set it up because, like, you see, like, two steps ahead, like, before it happens. And that was the same thing with uh, the with leg locks with the gear. It was like, you know, I know that what he's doing, but I – it was almost like I'm curious to know, like, how this is going to end up. And then he actually starts the things that I saw different. So I was like, dude, like I'm like in this bad situation now. I'm also learning stuff. So dude, in that match, I learned different, and that was so awesome to add into my game. So actually, like, if anything, uh, even though like there's the whole thing that I didn't want to do, I should be thankful that I had the chance to go against Garrett because I learned so many things from, from that match. That life is going to be helping me a lot, like in the future, like in future matches. So it was awesome, man. Like you know, it's funny, like when you actually. Get to learn something from from your opponent, you know. Like just go there and get smashed. Like you might not be learning much, but that was a situation where like he almost got. By the way, I almost got hurt of that one. There was one heel hook that he did. He went belly down, and yep. I was like, you know, I was defending really well, but there was one that he went belly down, that I couldn't find a defense. Like, this this one is deep, <laughs> and I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna relax. But like, you know, I I just feel like. <laughs> If you fight off, it just makes it worse. Yeah. And like, I'm just going to relax. Eventually, he's going to like go. What a so, yeah, then, compliment to Gary, actually,
1: by the way. Because you are, as we've move. seen, very difficult to leg lock. We've seen people pull out hand saws. And it doesn't even phase you. It's amazing.
3: No, dude, that one was like, it was more like you were just scared because I couldn't find a defense. I like, dude, I cannot find a defense hmm. for this one. And then I'm my, like, my knees are flexible. Here's the thing. Like most people, uh, they don't feel like, pain like in the heel, like you know when in the ankle when you get when I heel hook. It's more like you know it starts to tweak the knee and like that's mm-hmm. when people like end up tapping. My knees are really flexible. Like you know I can really like tweak my knee around and it just doesn't you feel like there's no pressure, it feels like there's no pain. Uh the way that Gary did it when he went belly down, it didn't really like do anything to my knee, but I felt like a lot of pressure on my ankle was like, you know what, dude, I'm just gonna like relax here. It's like days is about to hurt. And luckily luckily he lost the move. He just kinda let go. Kind of smite my, my ankle, my uh, he like slipped, slipped out a little bit, so I ended up like uh, losing the move. But it was interesting, man. He was like, he was challenging, you know. He was like, once so it was like fun to be in. And it, the funny thing is, I don't know if I should talk about it, I should talk about it. there's no contract signed. Anyways, the funny thing is that when I get home, I get a text from Halick Gracie saying that that Gary wanted a rematch in Morris. and uh, against me, I was like, it was actually interesting because like, you know more submission, all So now, pretty much, Gary wants to go for like a real challenge. Like hey. you don't want to like actually. You're not taking points, not taking some passes, you're not taking take the are Just going to be for like a full submission uh, exchange, which could be even more fun than the match in ATC, you know? Because in HCC, like uh, when he pulled guard, he lost. He they they took a point away from him. And I feel like at that moment the match got a little more like mm. you know it's kind of slowed down a little bit because I knew I was not winning so I think like, there's no reason enough for me to be like exposing myself and all that. So at that moment I know that the match got a little more boring. The match got a little more boring. But uh, and metamoris man, if he happens again, there's nothing to sign. Uh I talked to him like I said, that, you know, I'm down. If he wants to really wants to do it, like I'm down to do it. But uh, it would be funny, man, because it'd be submission only. So you know how it's gonna go. It's gonna be like you know just want chasing like each other like try to rip each other's arm or legs.
2: Okay. Vinny, available. Vinny, Vinny, I'm going to need you to stop talking for a second. Okay. I'm, I'm asking you very respectfully uh, to hold uh, on. <laughs> what do I or Kevin need to do to make this happen are we supposed to write our congressman do you want us to go on that like white house government petition thing i'll, you guys thing? <laughs> thing? I'll do that it's, I'll I, do I, you
3: know i think a good thing like you definitely like probably if you to hit up holly that would be probably a good thing because i think for now uh the idea just came from uh from gary and he was probably a little frustrated because you know he lost a match he can't uh, a lot more submission than i did and that's a fact so uh he probably thinks he can't get me so i think the guy for you to talk to would be holly gracie
0: Okay. I told Halleck, uh, uh,
3: okay. like, I'm down to complete a metamorphosis again. Uh, you're in talks like, you know, like a little while ago. Not to leave went forward. But uh, yeah, I think that's a good chance now. I've put a match that people are going to want to see for sure.
2: Do I need to donate to the 140K fund of the Gary Tonin thing? I mean, I'm just throwing things that make this happen because uh, <laughs> I know the minute that somebody hears what they've just heard on this show right now, Vinny, is that they, as fans of the sport, and just even getting a sneak preview of what you guys did at ADCC, would want to see the full reality of a 20-minute sub-only match because, like you said, you learn stuff, and I think Gary also comes away with uh, a different understanding of how to do that approach, which is amazing in itself. And I think when you have guys that you are so at your level, you want to see that that's the type of stuff that we want from high caliber matches. So yeah, let's make that happen. Kev, you I'm, have any,
1: I'm genuinely already looking up different ways to send it to Halleck. I thought like I mm-hmm. was even looking at local skywriting just if I thought yeah, if death. we wanted to make a flare. <laughs> yeah. We can flare push. Uh, I have a question before we leave ADCC. Did Eddie Bravo by chance give you $200? afterwards no
3: like i heard that's bullshit you were supposed to give me money but uh nobody gave me anything (laughs) Sad. i heard something like that man like actually somebody told me i can't remember who said that to me but uh somebody said yeah eddie said if somebody like throws a twist or whatever you would give money like something like that he was like one of those things he never got any money you know what it was
1: he offered bill cooper two hundred dollars to finish a twister at a dream jujitsu tournament if i'm not mistaken was that yep. dream out here in california uh, yep yeah and bill cooper pulled it off and then there was this like huge countdown of the money so then you being you are like i can pull off for people that missed it i don't know that anyone listens it you made, you know, it's Eddie was 80. right in front
3: of me Eddie was right in front of me when I did a twister. Like, him, and as a matter of fact, Danny, uh, Danny which is, uh, you guys know him, right, Danny? uh yeah, of course. Brock, who was, I can't see his last name. and more with last names. Uh, anyways, no one uh, can. He was in my corner. <laughs> he was the guy who was in my corner. So, dude, both of them, they got so excited. They didn't believe, you know, like, Danny's in his corner, and he pulls the twister, and Eddie's right there, right in front of him. they was like, he was, like, was exciting. It was pretty cool for, for them, you know. So, it was for me, and it was one of those things, man, I can't believe that I pulled the twister. Which, uh, as a matter of fact, that was the the first year that Tulsa was a legal move, which became legal in ATC, before he was illegal. Really? Really? How
2: did that happen? And what was the change that made that happen?
3: Well, they just added an extra submission, I guess. Like, there was nothing, like, to, uh, they, they said that in the rules meeting. Nobody knows the rules meeting. It was not like, you know, nobody said that before you went there. You just found out when you got there. And as a matter of fact, I was not in the rules meeting, so I could have been get qual- I could have got disqualified without even knowing like what I was doing.
2: Wow, wow, that's <laughs> oh well. I mean, you know, congratulations on making well, history there. Um, if I, I can say, say uh, you know, maybe if whatever money Eddie was going to give you, we can put that as part of the fund that makes you and Gary happen. You know, I'm just trying to come up with ideas here, people. I'm just trying to make this match happen because I know it's a real thing. Uh, You know, Vinny, I didn't get to talk with you about this uh, last time, but you seem to be somebody who has a weird set of knowledge about pro wrestling. Am I wrong on this? Who, me? Yeah, you.
3: I watch a lot because I have like a four-year-old son and he always likes to watch and uh, I'm also friends with Chael so you know how that goes
2: yeah absolutely and I know that 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 (laughs) comes with part of the territory but you seem to take it to a level where you've you've tweeted out about it you've sent nice things about Brock Lesnar you get caught up in what I like to call the storylines if you would Um, again am I am I leading here or is this accurate
3: no, you're right. You're correct. To be honest, though, like, for the last, I would say the last four or five months, I haven't watched much any of, like, wrestling at That's all. Fine. To be honest, I haven't That's watched fine. it at all. Because, like, like, I'm, like, always teaching and training at the same time that they have something going on, on TV. And right now, I'm not putting on DVR because I'm recording yeah. all the, the the Brazilian League for soccer in Brazil. So, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm not watching it in wrestling. I'm just, just watching the, the soccer games.
2: You and your real sports. Slow your roll for a second because... I'm going to pitch something at you, but uh, it's 2 prong again. The first one is, Kevin was saying that you didn't have any submission bucket lists, but, I mean, you haven't hit any WWE moves on people, so there are (laughs) pro wrestling submissions that maybe that could be part of your new challenge to yourself, because you've pretty much hit just about everything under the sun on most Uh, people.
3: I don't know about submission, but uh, I thought about, like, you know, one thing that I thought about, let's say, I knock somebody down.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I've, thought, I've thought about one thing. If I knock somebody down so bad, if the guy's not completely out, then I have to throw one more shot. i thought about, like, if I throw one more shot, throw, like, the people's elbow on somebody and maybe <laughs> knock the guy with the people's elbow. Yes. I, I'm, not even it, I'm not saying that to be funny. I swear to God, I've thought of that before.
2: <laughs> I love this. This is exactly what I wanted to hear. And, you know, now that I know what I know about who and where you're training with, I mean, your association with Tom Lawler, I'm just saying tag team, and I'm gonna put that out there. Might be a good way you know, for you guys to make money on the side. We have
3: to all suck up all that. We have to all stock up all that. Like possibly, like you know, moving to wrestling and do some like wrestling matches or whatever. But Tom has more experience. He has actually wrestled before. I, I know. Uh, not, 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 I'm not talking. I'm not talking about like amateur wrestling. He has done like uh, uh, pro wrestling before, so he okay. has a lot more experience. He knows what he's doing. So yeah, I would have to learn some tricks first. Okay, but, I'm uh, just I'll saying. i down to it, man.
2: I think your your aerial assaults make that you are uh, you are a top contender for it. So I'm just putting thoughts out there, man, because I want to make sure you're always taken care of and and getting good money and anything we can do to always help you with that. Also, you're you're fairly entertaining, so I figure we should throw that out there too. Yeah, you
3: know what's funny too? Like uh, you guys wouldn't even believe that. You know Gary Briscoe, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to him not so long ago. Like cause, you know, he was talking about you know when they send those guys to Florida to train for wrestling. Uh, I think it was Ryan, like front row uh, Ryan, that he brought up my name and basically just contacting saying, "You know, you down to do it? Do you want to do it?" And it's one of those things, you know. Like, it, it came to my mind. I thought about, like, I thought about it, but it's just one of those things. If I have to get a hundred percent to that, I'm gonna have to like quit fighting. That's not what I want to do now, you know. But you never know, man. Like one year, two years from now, mm. you know. Yeah. But uh, I was talking to a guy who's legit. Like I, I really like was really you considering. You never knew.
2: <laughs> I mean I I like that you're thinking that way and you know what Vinny I just want you to now that you have the ability to start when you're training with those purple belts and above and they all sign the waivers you know try and figure out your finishing move I think you're a creative guy you could come up with something new you don't strike me as a figure (laughs) four person you don't strike me as uh, you know a cross face person so I don't know I think you can use your your genius somewhere else
3: yeah uh, you know I think I can make something up
2: I have an idea Kev, go. A heel hook bar. It's know, got I a cool ring to it. One. Yeah. <laughs> but you just... Kevin has a long uh, difficulty in understanding the pro wrestling world. Uh, it's it's well documented will
3: go for something. Let mm-hmm. him go for Kimura, and he really cranks it. He doesn't realize that a wrestler is not supposed to be that,
2: you know, that in case. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, I
3: know.
2: is fairly yeah, hilarious. Whatever I heard it.
3: people. He's, he he, people. That he really cuts people. So he's one of those guys that had no self control, and I'm afraid of being one of those guys too. So, no mm-hmm. heel hooks in my as right. my wrestling move. You know?
2: Well, I'm, <laughs> no I'm going to cross it off right now. No heel hooks. But we'll we'll keep a running tab on making something up in the future, though. <laughs> so I'll put all care. future I mean, ideas
3: through. Ideas, first. I'll, I'll consider everything.
2: Beautiful. I like it.
1: Well, Vinny. You were kind enough to give us well over an hour of amazing stuff. We always we love talking to you. Um, one of the most exciting grapplers in the world, one of the most exciting MMA fighters. It's always fun for us from the jiu-jitsu world to tune in and see you beating someone up with gloves on every year in between. Uh, crazy <laughs> submissions at the highest of levels grappling-wise. We haven't even talked about the fact that you might be at Worlds. You dropped that on us which would be amazing. Yeah, we'll be keeping it. eye a That's a
3: possibility. That's a possibility. how my fight against Hamill goes. Then, uh,
1: yeah. Of course, people, tune in. World Series of Fighting. It's the Fitch vs. Okami World Series 24. World Series of Fighting 24. He's fighting Matt, Hammy. Matt Hamill. Matt Hamill, uh, yes, Kev. Matt Hamill's good, yeah. <laughs> Let's put Vinny, that on a thank you process. again. Verbal Tap nah, fans. Vinny Magalese.
3: Yeah, thank you guys for having the show. It's always fun to talk to you guys. Especially because we guys like to talk a lot, and I always do. <laughs>
2: That's amazing.
1: Raph, what a podcast. We talked about the internet. We talked to Vinny Magalese. How great was he? Too good. Almost too good.
2: Too good, Kev.
1: Almost too good. Do you think maybe he's trying to lull us into a false sense of security so he can beat the hell out of one or both of us?
2: See, here's the thing. And I don't know if he, he picked this up, and I'm sure he's not listening anymore, so I feel like I can say whatever I want. But I introduced him to the concept of a tag team because, Kev, you can't beat them by yourself. I sure as hell can't. No. But maybe. Maybe with the use of foreign objects, we would be able to maybe impair Vinny. Now you're talking. And so there's. That. I also don't think we should go,
1: we should really consider our options like a chemical warfare type situation. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. We just like slide him a heavy-laced Indica. I know people um, <laughs> at the ballpark holistic dispensary. Absolutely. Oh, God. There you're already
2: slugging a... your fucking distillery.
1: What? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in the Denver area. If you're down off 24th and Broadway, go mm-hmm. check out Ballpark Holistic. Oh, my God. Hey, that's going to do it for us tonight. So it's shout outs time. Yes. Would you like to go first?
2: Yeah, I'll start us off. Um, I want to go ahead and give a big shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center. Beep. Uh, ooh, ooh, ka, ah. uh, open oh, Open Matt just hit it up uh, yesterday. <laughs> Felt great about it. Uh, our good friend Kyle Buenaventura stopped by, who's always, always a great training partner. Um, you know, it's funny. It's like he and I, we always just kind of pick up where we left off. And uh, I like that he brought one of his friends, also happens to be named Vinny, uh, to open mat. And he's only been training for a few months. But you know, when you're just kind of feeling out the person at the very beginning, I can tell him, like, he's kind of a little newer, but yeah, he wants to stand up with me. This guy wants to wrestle. Oh, he's a wrestler. Mm, all right. This is going to go well. <laughs> and uh, the whole time I'm like, "No, oh, this dude's got a great bass. He's, he's got good movement to him. It's going to be great. And it's really just a, a full stand-up battle between the two of us. And I'm looking at this kid thinking, yeah, this kid can only get better from here. This is, <laughs> this is insulting at this point. And I go to him and I go, hey, man, I just wanted to let you know. It uh, was pretty good. That was a lot of fun. Wrestler and he goes, yeah. You figure that out pretty quick, huh? And I was like, yeah. You kind of, kind of give that, that vibe off. Uh I go, I hate to tell you this, but I'm, I like to counter wrestle. So and he's like, yeah. I kind of thought that too. And I was like, yeah. You should come around more. I need somebody like you to push me. So uh, we proceeded to go like another two or three rounds, and he was, I mean, just really, really good. So my thanks to Kyle for bringing him around. I taught him probably some moves that I think Brent uh, of subconscious jiu-jitsu will probably yell at me for teaching him already. But Good call. I mean, that's my job is to be yeah. uh, a guy who teaches people terrible technique very quickly. So a pleasure rolling Take with Brian, you, sir. I do. I do. Uh, uh, so there's that. And again, to our good friend Kyle, all oh, the good guys over at Subconscious. I also want to give a shout-out to Breakdown Academy, Uh, john always killing it with really really good instruction over there i look forward to getting back there as well and doing some more and uh i also want to give a shout out to the good folks over at systems training center kev do you know why
1: yeah you wrote you there was some sort of i don't even what they call (laughs) these stupid things (laughs) sort of gym gathering roast yes about marcus and you lucky
2: bastard you got to help were you jealous that I got to roast yes, Marcus? Yes,
1: I Why? am jealous. Well, not just well, present tense. You are jealous. Okay. I am jealous. You got asked to roast him. you That's amazing. Like, to make fun of
2: Marcus Kowal on stage just feels yeah. like therapy to me. It's not. Really, at one point, I looked at him, and I was like, we're all working through issues here, apparently. Um, no, I, I very nicely got asked to do it, and... Uh, we went down to a cool place, I believe called the Beatbox out in Culver city. And it was a lot of fun. We all, there was like 10 roasters. We all took turns just hitting Marcus like a pinata. (sighs) And the nice part about it is, you know, Marcus has a good sense of humor. He's kind of so, so funny. So it it helps when you get all these people who have a good sense of humor. And the problem for me is I didn't know 60% of these people. So, like a roast, normally you kind of know the people or you're at least a little vaguely familiar with them. Here, I just didn't know them. And so, in this case, you're about to really go in on these people who you're like, hello, pleasure to meet you. I'm going to rip you to shreds. Pleasure. Thank you. Yep, I'll see you in now, a few minutes. I can get some specifics about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I love that somebody, when you know, when you're meeting each other, you are kind of like, hey... Is it cool if I go, like, really racial on you? (laughs) Like, you're not upset by that, right? Okay, cool. Because, like, I might have compared you to, like, a kid making a clock who happens to be a Muslim or something. I just... Are you good with that? Sorry. Lo siento. Uh, The one person who I did say... Uh, I apologize for nothing to, you, was Dima, and that would be Dmitri Gigapet, otherwise known as Garisimov, who was our Roastmaster General. So he did a very good job, as you know, good as one can do when you're him. And, uh, yeah, it was a blast. So uh, it was a really, really good time. Uh, obviously, we had good friends like Christos on there, and I got to see a whole bunch of people, our friend Bobby from MMA Knit, uh, yeah a couple of my friends from The Tonight Show, Vince, uh, Cachero, like tons of great people. And I met some good new friends. Ian Harris is a very funny, nice, gracious guy. And, uh, you know, just a ton of people uh, who couldn't have been nicer than me. So my thanks to them. I also want to say uh, thank you to uh, Rayshon, who's also part of the systems team. He didn't high kick me on any of my jokes, though I know he nice. is capable of doing it. That would have been a fear. I I did have to make sure I wasn't in distance for him to kick, and that was a big concern for me. So, yeah, so that was a a lot of fun. I look forward to telling them uh, more dumb jokes in the future, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to say thank you guys for the opportunity. It was a lot of fun. Hey, Jealous. And that will do it for me on shoutouts.
1: Whoa, I do not have many. I just traveled back to the great state of Kansas, mm. where we were celebrating mm. my father's 60th birthday, birthday to the elder Kevin Phillips. <laughs> it was a great party, ref. That's awesome. I also got to see my niece and nephew march in a parade. Well, not march. They were at, One of them rode. One of them did walk. Got to see a football game. Got to see it all. It mm-hmm. was a action-packed weekend and then drove back across this great plains of Kansas that takes forever. The speed limit should be good luck, but for some reason they capped it at 75. Mm-hmm. Saw Zach Ralston, former duo oh, partner, awesome. college speech mm-hmm. shout-out. His lovely wife, Kim, whom I also went to school with. She was in the speech program at K-State. Not speecher, but, you know, mm-hmm. close cousin. And their fantastic eight-month-old Lincoln, who's the cutest, he's in that stage where he's really great for, like, jiu-jitsu people because he just wants to get thrown and wrestle. <laughs> and he's mostly head-heavy, so it's really great. You
2: can, you,
1: know, you can practice your butterfly hooks. I'm just giving people some pointers. Wow.
2: Jiu-jitsu the one person babies. Kevin can beat, so yes, he wants Finally. to take
1: advantage hey, of it. Take, like I said, the younger they are, you got to put that beating on them in jiu-jitsu because <laughs> they will find you on the path to what's next. <laughs> and that's going to do it for me, Raf Esparza. I'm Kevin. Thanks for
2: listening. Good night and good fight.